All right, we're rolling. Hey, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by OnX. This week, we are knocking out another Heart Shots edition of the podcast. This, if you haven't heard before, is a additional episode we're putting in the mix uh, in addition to the regular Hunting Roots Podcast we bring you each week. And this is uh, just a piece to encourage my boys. We get together, sit around, uh, talk man-to-man, sharpen one another. Uh, the good book, the Bible, talks about the fact that iron sharpens iron, and so that's what we want these pieces to be. Me sharpening my boys, them sharpening me, and I hope it's an encouragement to you as well. And so it's been several weeks since we've knocked one of these out, so we're glad to be back at it. We are on the road as we speak, just trucking down the road right now. i got two boys with me here that both probably need to take a leak. We've been drinking away some – gosh, what all we had, boys? we got Easton. Rimbo's in the back seat. What have y'all been drinking today? I feel like we've been chugging stuff all day. What you got right here, Easton? I have a uh, big red we got at Bucky's. And then earlier this morning, we had Dr. Pepper. Yes, yeah, so you've been through a, it's got to be 40 ounces of Dr. Pepper. Stopped at that ridiculous store, Bucky's. You've never been in there, so you wanted to stop in there. And, and for you, those, for those of you that have not been into Bucky's, and you think, I, I see people posting all this time, oh, Bucky's, man, you got to make the stop at Bucky's. It's just ignorant that that people back the interstate up. I-40 travels across the country, and you get close to Bucky's, and, and the, the line's backed up for a mile. People want to go. It's an oversized gas station, truck stop. And, dude, I, my head's spinning. We go in there, and I'm, I'm talking, like, claustrophobic people everywhere. It just makes me – my head spin. It's just ridiculous amount of people going in there. And, I mean, it's just gum truck stop, folks. It's candy. It's junk. It's, it's Christmas crap, and it's – you know, get your picture made with the with the oversized Bucky Beaver. I mean, I guess that's what he is, right, Beaver? Yes, sir. And it's just ridiculous. So, hey, save yourself some time. Keep on trucking down the next truck stop and, and do that. Don't waste your time on that because Bucky's is overrated as far as I'm concerned. But we did that. So he's got a big red, got to be 30 to 40 ounces of big red. So as you can imagine, we, we end up stopping quite often. Take a little pee break out here. But I got these boys – dialed in they can do it going down the road when the girls aren't with us they can pee right out the side of the, the, the door and i mean not literally out the side of the door but they know how to bail they can get back there get them a big bottle get them a jug take a leak and and bail it out the window and keep trucking and remy was sitting back in the back seat earlier and he's like hey whoa pee all over the window and so um it, it gets ugly it gets nasty the people driving by are like what in the world but it's a good time. Saves us a lot of time. We ain't having to stop, right, boys? Yes, sir. Just keep on trucking. But, hey, this week we have been where? Guys, tell everybody where we've been. We're headed back, like I said, going down the road, and we've just, we're just we just cranking it out, headed down the road. But where have we been, guys? Easton, Remy, tell me where we've been the last couple of days. North Carolina. North Carolina. And tell me about the event we had last night. Anybody remember the name of it? It was the, uh, it was the youth benefit for the – CTO, which is Cross Trail Outfitters. Cross Trail Outfitters, right. Which I keep... was the Quatawba River Basin chapter. Chapter. You did good, man. I'm glad you. I let you have that because you, you nailed it. I would have messed that up. Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful to say. But, yeah, the Catawba River Basin chapter of CTO. CTO is, again, Cross Trail Outfitters. And, man, I, I'd never heard of this program uh, until several years ago, these guys reached out. Jason Mitchell, got to be buddies with him. He reached out. He's considered what they call an outfitter for this program. It's a youth mentor program. Use hunting, fishing, outdoor adventures to 
just to reach out to these kids and get kids involved and really cool stuff. But, man, I'd never heard of it uh, until several years ago, 2019 or so, he connected with me, and we just got to talking about doing an event and, and coming and speaking at the event for him. And, and that was like, I, I think it was 2019 we first talked. We were supposed to do 2020, I guess, maybe spring of that year, or maybe it was fall, I can't remember. And that's when the nasty COVID came on, and that just knocked that out. So we didn't get to 2020. We rescheduled for 2021. Same deal. I think we we're going to do earlier in the year. It came on, flared back up. The next version of the COVID stuff flares up, and so we kicked it back to the fall that year. So we, we've been three times, I think, we've rescheduled this event. And then finally, last night, 2022, here we go. We got it knocked out October of 2022. But that, to me, just kind of told me that you know, God's going to do something big when you have an event like that. And, and, you know, Satan keeps getting in there. The devil loves to derail those kind of plans. And three different times he derailed the thing, and, and we just had to reschedule, reschedule, reschedule. And then finally we got to have it. And, it, man, it was such a cool thing. And this is kind of – I guess I liken it to – Maybe an NWTF banquet more is about as close as somebody can get a visual for it. If you've ever been to a NWTF banquet or maybe a DU banquet where you go and that's their fundraiser for the year, right? That chapter fundraiser and they got all the games and the raffles and guns you can win and all that different stuff. That's kind of what this was, but it's all the proceeds going to, instead of a conservation program, it's going to this uh, kids mentor program for hunting and outdoors, CTO, uh, this chapter here in Gastonia, North Carolina. So, very cool stuff, and I was honored to be a part of that and to speak to those folks last night. It was a long evening, man. They started at 5 or 5.30, and you could start buying tickets and dropping tickets and bidding on stuff, and all of that went on from 5.30. I think I came on and started speaking at 7.30, 7.50, somewhere in there, and then after I was done, they had more prizes and giveaways they had some recognitions one of the guys that just passed away that was a big part of the program there just a full night a great night and such a cool thing that they're doing and so man i encourage you look it up cto tell me again easton cross cross trail outfitters cross trail outfitters all right i keep messing it up i, I know you you got a there's so many other variations right there's cross there used to be cross timbers productions there's cross Timber Bison. I don't know. There's all kind of YouTube channels. Anyway, so CTO, Cross Trail Outfitters. Look them up. Really cool stuff. Now, Remy, what else did we do, Rimbo? We got to North Carolina, but what did we do down in South Carolina? We went deer hunting. Deer hunting. And where did we do that? South Carolina. It was good stuff. Remy, South Carolina deer hunting. What kind of hunting was this going to be for us, Remy? This is a little bit different than our normal deer hunt. We've been bow hunting thus far, but what was the deal on this particular hunt that was a little different for us? We were muzzleloader hunting. Muzzleloader, man, and it was a big time. We got down there and got to go on a piece of property our friends uh, had set us up on, and we met Jeff Bryant, I'd known Jeff for, again, several years in the whole process of this. He used to do some stuff with Bill Winky and Midwest Whitetail. Uh, met Jeff and his dad, Greg. Dudes are just awesome guys and just avid hunters, hunt across the country, big deer hunters. And so we got to meet them face-to-face -face for the first time and, and just really hit it off with them. And they were going to put us on a pretty sweet spot for deer. And like I said, it was the second weekend of muzzleloader for South Carolina. And South Carolina is kind of a cool deal because you – they give these kids free tags. 
I think under 16 is free tags, and they get a bunch of opportunities, buck tags, doe tags, and, and it's a free it's a free deal. They get free tags. You just got to apply or not apply, but you just go in and register, start your account, and uh, go in there and get your tags. And it's a it's a pretty slick deal. So, handful of tags for these boys. We got in the blind though yesterday. Went out with Jeff, and Mr. Greg, and get to the blind. We're gonna hunt a little blind. What was the place called, boys? That we were set up. They said you can have a couple options. You can hunt the blind. And it was called what? Y'all remember? Saskatchewan or something? Saskatchewan. That's kind of hard to say. Saskatchewan. Say it, Remy. Saskatchewan. 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 I don't know how you pronounce it if you're Canadian fella or Chica. But listen, it was called the Saskatchewan line. Saskatchewan line. And why did they call it that? Y'all remember? Because one of them went to uh, Canada and hunted an area and it was kind of on top of a ridge it was just this tiny like little opening in the woods yep. it's like a hundred something yards long yep. just like 10 yards wide on top of a ridge and that's where they were hunting and it looked like that just like north i mean south carolina yeah so, so they call it the saskatchewan blind stand whatever you want to call it and the reason as easton said is because it reminded them of you know the typical saskatchewan deer setup right if you've ever seen the videos or been there you you see a lot of times that person sitting in the ground line little pop-up portable blind sitting in that blind and they're looking down a lane a lane maybe 10 15 20 yards wide but it's 100 yards deep and, and you're just looking at this one lane is all you see you're not looking off in the timber you're not looking across the big field just this one lane and you sit there and watch it and that's all you get you got that spot and you watch that little 10 yard swat all the way down there at about 80 yards south carolina they can put the groceries out and so you got a little feed stand down there at the end of it, and pretty cool deal. And uh, so that's where we set up, and they had told us there's several bucks, and there one old buck that needed killing, as well as some, you know, some younger players too. There's some cold bucks, and that's kind of where me and my boys jump in and fit in real good. We don't mind helping somebody with some cold, cold deer and, and getting rid of some the deer nobody else wants to mess with. And so we had the green light to have at it, and you know they said, man, honestly, you shoot whatever you want to, you know, bucks, does. Just have a big time and so we get in there and set up in the blind and how long were we in there guys before the action started uh we were probably in there 20 to 45 minutes maybe it wasn't long right you said 20 to 45 that's like double you're like 20 to hour and a half i don't know no yeah you're right i mean we weren't there 20 minutes probably it wasn't no 45 minutes it was 20 minutes and you're we're still getting set up, and I'm pulling cameras out and different things, and you're like, man, Dad, there, there's, there's deer right there. They're fighting. And we look down, and sure enough, far into the Saskatchewan lane, and there's two bucks down there scrapping it out, coming out of the timber into the lane, button heads. And we get the glasses up and on them and realize, man, here's, here's two dinkers. Now, this particular place is one that they, they take a lot of their kids for the program and different things. So we didn't want to go in there and just mow down their, their – prize trophy one and a half year old you know um we weren't we weren't trophy hunting but we also want didn't want to go in there and just shoot shoot their uh gimme deer you know I, I like having those freebies for from those first time hunters and different things and, and remy and easton both have shot a you know a number of deer over the last several years and so they weren't looking for their first deer uh maybe to be the first deer of the year but it, still we didn't want to go in there and knock down some deer that another kid could come in the weeks ahead and get their first deer you know girl or boy anybody you know shoot their first deer so 
And that's what those perfect deer, you know, situations are like that. And that's what we had in front of us, two little bucks, year-and-a-half-old bucks. One was a little forky four-pointer. The other one, I think, was a spike on one side and a fork on the other. And, and they just hung out down there, man. And it was one of those things. Easton's like, nah, we're good. We don't need to shoot those. And, of course, Remy, what were you thinking? I wanted to shoot them so bad. You wanted to shoot the thing, right? We're, we go in there, and Remy's a lot like like me, aren't you, man? You, you go in there and say, hey, we're not shooting anything but a big one. And then the what first thing pops out, and it's a spike. And, and Remy and I both start talking, well, he's a big spike. That's a big one. He's a big old spike. And, and so that's a big, long spike. And Remy, you did. You said he's he's got big spikes. Those are long spikes. We ought to probably kill him. And, and no, I was like, he's big. His body's pretty big. Yes, exactly. His body's pretty big. Is that enough? And so Remy's over there trying to, you know, justify shooting the thing. But we talked ourselves out of it. We thought, man, we've only been here 20 minutes. Here's two bucks out. So we, we kind of thought it was going to set the tone for the morning, man. Here we go. Action right off the bat. Um, these bucks are out there, and they, they'd feed around, and they kind of walk off, make a scrape, come back together, butt heads, feed a little while. And they hung around for a little bit. We just kept waiting for that big dude to come in. There's a big body split ear buck that's kind of a bully buck they want to kill. But he never showed up, did he? Mm-mm. No show. And so we're sitting there, and it's – an hour into it, those bucks had come and gone by now. Uh, the bigger of the two made a scrape, and then they took off walking, go back up on the ridge to bed down. So we sit there a while, and, and you know, next hour rolls by, nothing. Next hour rolls by, nothing. We know, hey, it's at 10 o'clock. We're out of here. we got to get back and uh, get rested up, cleaned up for the event Saturday night. And 10 o'clock comes. Man, we never saw another thing, did we? No, sir. Just, no, just sir. a couple of monster squirrels rolling up through Saskatchewan SWAT right there. But I was telling you guys we should have shot the deer. I know. And in hindsight, you think we should have shot them after all? Yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. People say don't pass up on the first day what you would what you'd shoot on the last day. Like if you'd shoot it on the last day, don't pass it up on the first day. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's only the first day. I'm going to wait until later in the week. And then the whole week of hunting comes and they, they don't kill nothing. And so – you know, that's kind of the thing to keep in mind. Don't you pass up on the first day, which you wouldn't pass up on the last day. Shoot it. If it makes you happy, if it's all good, shoot it. And uh, we were kind of in the opposite deal uh, or expedited situation. We had to just to one morning hunt. So it's kind of a don't pass up in the first hour, which you wouldn't pass up in the last hour. And come the last hour yesterday morning, we were kind of thinking, dang, man, we should have shot that little forky. And I know Remy was. And we were thinking, oh, let's don't let's don't shoot these deer. Let's let someone else have. Them. And of course, we get back, and what does Mr. Jeff say? Uh, Mr. Jeff and his wife Nicole, and their little baby, were sitting there at the lunch table, and and what did she tell us that we wish we had shot it after all? You remember? The spikers. Well, I know, but what did she say about it? She said, "What they what she say about their freezer situation?" Y'all remember? That they lost their freezer that winter or something. Yeah, their freezer had gone out. They were hurting for meat. Freezer was empty. And they were just looking for any. So then we were like, oh, my gosh, we should have killed them after all. You know, that little forky, whatever. And uh, cause they were they were ready for some more meat in the fridge and had several other people looking for meat. So we kind of were kicking ourselves, wishing we'd actually shot them after all, after all that. But good hunt, good opportunity that morning. We had a lot of fun just getting after it, getting in the woods. We never hunted South Carolina, so that was a new deal for us. Cool country. We were pretty much hunting kind of like pine plantations. It reminded me a lot of Mississippi, honestly, and some of that low, flat country, pine plantations, pine farms, and just rolling through a maze of pine trees, little trails going through there, and then all of a sudden you pop out and there's a blind or, you know, whatever it is. And so pretty cool stuff. We'll definitely plan on that, and I, I want to work on getting together and doing a turkey hunt this spring with those guys and, and 
doing turkey camp, lining something out and getting some of our favorite folks over there for turkey season. That would be pretty cool. But you guys tell me what you thought about the event last night, though. What was some of your favorite stuff about this event? Let's kind of give people a, a visual for what this thing looks like. Like I mentioned, it's a fundraiser, kind of that banquet-style deal. What was y'all's favorite thing, though, about the night? Remy, you want to go first? You can tell me what your favorite thing about the evening was. What did you like the most? Probably chunking T-shirts. Chunking T-shirts? What kind of T-shirts were you chunking? Uh, Something's Gotta Die T-shirts. All right. Something's Gotta Die T-shirts. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, we've got the shirts that we sell. We've been selling them for years. And, man, people all over the country, honestly, from Washington State to Florida have been buying these shirts. We just It's just been a popular t-shirt for us we've been selling like i said for gosh i don't know 15 years now 10 15 years and it's just a something's got to die shirt it says what's what it says on the front of it something's got to die and like i said it's been a it's been a crowd favorite when, when we go to these events and it says something's got to die big bold letters across the front chest and then it says underneath it's just got the reference scripture reference first peter 224 which says he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross why? So we could be made right. So we could live for righteousness, right? It, saying he, Jesus, personally, he took our sins on the cross. He personally carried our sins, took our sins, and died for our sins on the cross so we could be made righteous, so we could be made white as snow. And so that's what that is. And something had to die. Something had to pay the price. There had to be a sacrifice made. And so that's why we wear these shirts. That's why we share these shirts, make these available. Uh, but it's also a great battle cry. Some people say, I don't care about that, you know, scripture stuff. I'm not into all that. I just want a, a, a rally shirt, a shirt, something's got to die. As hunters, we, we want to take that to the woods, right? That's kind of our battle cry, our anthem, if you will. Something's got to die. Why? Because as we talked about yesterday, if you want meat in the freezer, something's got to die. You know what I'm saying? Some people think, oh, it's kind of cruel. Something's got to die. You're all bloodthirsty, you know, just it's all about killing. No, it's about putting meat in the freezer and helping fill those tags, helping fill those freezers. If it's not something dying, you're not going to meet in the freezer. Uh, if something's not dying, you're pretty much just out there bird watching. That's fine if you're into bird watching, but we're into putting meat in the freezer and filling those tags. And so, listen, I get it. Not, if something ain't going to die every time we go. That's not a deal of our hunt's only successful if something's dying. Uh, but, again, when we're trying to load up our family, we got the family of six, we eat a lot of meat. At some point during that season, we got to have some hunts where something's got to die. So that's a fun shirt. We've been selling that. Well, yeah, so Remy, he grabs one of those from the booth, and he's like, hey, Dad, can I throw some shirts at people? And, it, you know, he, he loves to throw shirts out and throw out a few freebies. We sell them, but he loves to throw them out and, and throw out a few freebies from the stage or whatever. And so he said, "Can I, can Dad, hey, Dad, can I throw some shirts at people? And I thought, my gosh, I love his enthusiasm and the fact that he wanted to get up there and, and chunk some shirts, but it kind of – caught me a little bit when he said i want to throw them at people he kind of gets into this not just throwing them out to people but he wants to throw them at people don't you remy you like to knock somebody out with a shirt don't you yeah he kind of likes to start a scuffle and uh so that's honestly a lot of fun anytime you throw shirts man it's just like a doggone foul ball in a baseball game or home run that goes into the stands what do you see people doing they're trying to grab the uh baseball they're trying to grab the ball man they may be shoving Little grannies out out of the way, shoving small kids down, cat fight between two women out there. Somebody's going to get knocked out of the way to get that baseball, and that's kind of what's fun at these events. We throw some t-shirts out, and and they'll go to throwing elbows and throwing hands. Man, it's it's fun to do that. So Remy got to throw some shirts at people, two people, whatever you want to call it. He got to do a little chunking, and that was a lot of fun. And we had your old t-shirts we've carried around for years, just showing it off and. 
uh, using it as a sample, whatever, to show folks. And you finally grew out of it, like I said, a long time ago. Some got to die long sleeve t-shirt. We said, man, let's give this to somebody. And I think I did. I think I messed up and gave it to that one little blonde-headed child. Had a long-haired, blonde-headed child. Did I actually say it was a girl? Uh, I think you yeah, said you it was did. a girl. I think I, and y'all think it was a boy? Yes. Yeah. At the end of the night, I think it was a boy. And I, I screwed up there. There was a couple of little mishaps. We're going to talk about some of those tonight. But that was one of them. Is all, hey, let's throw this shirt out, Remy. Let's throw that shirt out to somebody. To you small, long sleeve, something's got a dye shirt. Any little dudes want this shirt? Any kiddos out there super small? And this this uh, parent's holding this kid up. And like I said, beautiful little blonde hair, long hair down past its shoulders and his shoulder, her shoulders. And, and I thought, oh, Remy, there's you one, Remy. Let's, all these older kids raising their hand. I think all oh, them other kids are too big for this shirt. This is for a little tiny sucker. And I see this one out there, beautiful little kid standing out there, mama holding him up and waving a hand for him and everything. And so I said, Remy, take that out there and give that little girl. And dad gum if it wasn't a boy. Oh, my gosh. I do that all the time. These parents let that hair grow long. And it wasn't like it was a mullet. It was just beautiful blonde hair. You know, it's like I ain't giving the kid the first haircut yet. They're four years old and they hadn't, never had a haircut. And So it ain't all my fault on that deal. You know, sometimes that's on the parent, but it was, it was bad. I'm like, Remy, take that shirt. Give that cute little girl. But on my in my defense, didn't I say something like Remy wanted to give this to a cute little girl? Yeah, because it was a girl that looked like it would fit it, though. You saw it, but it wasn't that boy, right, or that girl? No. Somebody no. different. You saw that. So I said, hey, Remy wanted to give this to a cute little girl, and then that dude's raising his hand. Mama's raising his hand. And so I think, well, here's our cute little girl. And I say, hey, Remy, take it out there and give that cute little girl. And sure enough, I think that little cute girl's name was Matthew or something. <laughs> it wasn't no girl. Because they came up afterwards, like, hey, we want to get a picture with you. And I said, like, come on up here. And he thought he was excited. And she she did that. I don't know if y'all caught that at the booth. She's like, he was excited to get that shirt. Like, he was excited. You know, stress the fact that this is a boy. And so I was like, oh, come on, dude. And I threw some dude bombs in there. And anyway, but that was sticking my foot in my mouth. Always, I'm always doing that, man. Just stupid stuff like that embarrassing yourself Emba- during a game dinner yeah it's what i do man it's what i do i get to talking and get fired up and talking but that wasn't the worst of it boys what was the worst of our deal last night me getting myself embarrassed or me getting myself in trouble i really wasn't embarrassed by this one but the one that was kind of a crazy little situation y'all remember that crazy cat lady crazy cat lady that might be too harsh uh she was a cat lover we won't call her too crazy, but man, let's just, yeah, you're right, Remy. She was just, she's one of those crazy cat ladies, okay? And I mean that with all the most Christian love and affection I can offer. She was just, she's one of those crazy cat ladies, you know, and she loves them. And, and as much as she loves them, I'm the complete opposite. I do not love them. Uh, I, I can't stand a cat, you know what I'm saying? I, I hate cats. I, I've always hated cats. I just don't, I don't get along with cats. I don't like them up in my face. I don't like them rubbing on my leg. I'd rather kick, kick one than pet one, and that's just me. Hate me for it, but I just hate cats, all right? So if you're that cat lover, we, we can still get along, but just know I'm not, I'm not petting the cat. You know, I'm not hanging out with your cat. I'm not going to look at your cat photos. I don't want to see your cat crawling on the back of the couch, whatever. We had a lady last night, though, that came to the event. Now, Easton, you saw her on the way in, and what did she have to say? Because you kind of pulled me aside on the, before the event started. You were out there at the booth. And the lady came by, and she saw the shirt, and she acted interested in the shirt. But what did she say? She said, well, she walked in. She was checking out our booth, 
and the she was getting signed in. Yeah. For the night, and so she liked the T-shirt, but she also said like take the scripture reference out of it or something. Okay. Black out that verse or something like that. Like so, telling you you need to black that out. And yeah, be, but she didn't like cool say shirt. it to me, but like she was like talking to her husband or her. Her buddy. Yeah, her buddy or something. All right, so she saw the shirt. Something's got a die shirt at the booth hanging up there on the mannequin. And she said, well, take the verse off there. And, you you know, kind of like that. That'd be a cool shirt. You take the verse off. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, Easton comes and tells me about that. I'm like, well, dang. Well, good. Good for her. I'm glad she's here. You know, she don't she don't want to hear no reference and scriptures and stuff. That's good to have those kind of, And that's, that's the cool thing about these events, man. You get all kinds. And we know not everybody there that's going to be your, your Christian person. You gonna Is that a pee bottle you throwing out or what? Pretty much. Leftover. Leftover. There's a. Dump it out. Just don't let that lady next to you see it. There's right. a statue. You got to roll it down further than that. You're going to get it all over. We pause this episode to let Easton dump. He's bailing out. Oh, my And gosh. to talk about. We we're just in Clarksville, see Tennessee, and, and we're at a stoplight right now. And that dude back there, that Hyundai, is he giving you a look? It's no, a, she's dancing. It's she's a girl. dancing in her it's, car. It's a girl again, Dad. I think she's cheering you on. She's like, you just poured 44 ounces of urination out the window. Good I just gracious. saw a statue dog. It was, like, huge. All right, so this lady walks in, and she, like I said, she comes by the booth. And I, I'm used to that, okay? That's nothing new. I get people all the time. You know, a lot of these ladies walk into these sportsman deals, and they're with their husband, and they don't hunt or – whatever and they see this something's got die shirt and like oh my gosh that's a little barbaric you know they, they kind of maybe whatever I, I don't know it's a controversial piece okay it's a conversation starter but it can be con- controversial and, and sometimes the ladies take notice and maybe not you know they don't love it as much as some other people do this lady comes in sees the shirt evidently seems to like the something's got a die part which is ironic i thought that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. but she kind of mumbles to her husband We'll take the verse off, and then we maybe we'll buy one. Kind of like that, like, you know, saying it loud enough for, for us or for Easton to hear, you know, kind of like she's not talking to him, but I'm going to say it loud enough for you to hear and kind of, you know, show you my disdain for the situation. And he comes and tells me about it. I'm like, well, good. Like I said, I, I, I like that, man. I like the fact that we've got we've got Christian folks at this event. we got folks that, that aren't Christian and don't believe, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, and that's awesome. That's why we do these things. That's why I've been doing these things for two decades now, just to – Go and share it to all these people and of all kinds and just share our hearts. Share the fact that we do love the Lord and try to introduce people to him, help people uh, to link the creation to the creator. And, and so that's why we do this. And so, man, I'm, I welcome all types, cat lovers, crazy cat ladies, whatever. You are more than welcome at these events. But you got to know, you know, my presentation is to talk through and walk through some hunting videos. And I tell them at the beginning of the night you know i say listen we're fixing to watch some some hunting videos these are animals hunted these are animals shot killed and meeting jesus is what you're fixing to see this next little bit so it's kind of my disclaimer at the beginning i usually tell them that because some of them will walk in there again they're with their husband their boyfriend they didn't realize what they're getting themselves into and here we are showing hunting videos on the big screen jumbo screen right in their face and that can be a little tough for some of them so i put it out there right up front but sometimes, and, and a lot of times, I, I forget who my audience is, and sometimes I'll make a cat-hating joke in, in front of everybody. And just like last night, 300 people, and, and I talk about, you know, I'm always taking inventory to see who we got there, how many turkey hunters we got in the room, how many deer hunters we got in the room, 
how many coyote hunters do we got in the room? And, and you know, they're raising their hand. We're just kind of meeting everybody there on stage and just seeing who, who we got in the house. And then last night I did, as I've done many times, and I, I tell myself every time, quit doing that. you got too many women and non-hunters. But I made the comment as I'm asking about different types of hunters. I said, how many of you don't care if it's a deer, a duck, or the neighbor's house cat? Something's got to die. And, of course, you get the typical, oh, hey, yeah, we're right here, you know. And, and I realize there's my people. That's the people I can. But then you also get the people that are over there like, what did he just say? And did that lady get up and walk out at that point when I said that? She said something, like she hollered out something. She hollered oh. out, didn't she? Yeah, she, she hollered out, out something. Yeah, she was at the, she was at the, I mean, like the front table, right? She was one of their biggest sponsors. Oh, sure. she was the biggest sponsor of the whole deal. Yeah, she was the biggest sponsor of the whole shebang. She was at a sponsor's table. They got the big round banquet tables, tables right up front. Jason, I apologize that I just pretty much just ticked off your number one sponsor number one sponsor table front and center she's sitting there her and her friend and her husband and her husband her friend's husband all four of them sitting right there front and center and like i said when i said you know shoot the neighbor's house cat she said something man i don't remember what it was i didn't hear i could hear it was like you know heckling you know from the crowd like, it was loud enough where it was like, oh, yeah, she wouldn't say amen or, I'm a, oh, I hate cats, too. It was more of a, you know, you could you could just hear it. You could hear it in the way she said it. You could hear it in the tone. And like I said, I don't know what it was, but it was one of those comments like, don't you be hating on cats, you know, like you better watch yourself kind of comment. It was it was, it was was not good, and it was one of those you just let it roll and try to cover it up and hope she doesn't go any further with it because I had insulted her. She was a, a cat lover and an avid staunch cat lover and she was sitting right there front and center right in front of the stage like i said probably 300 people this gym was or this auditorium full of tables full of people and and man I, i'm this is first this is a welcoming man this is like the first five minutes of my spiel and i've insulted the crazy cat lady right there front row sponsor table number one sponsor of the whole event and i've done ticked her off and i thought oh crap this ain't good well we go on with the program I'm showing hunts. We're talking about my bear hunt. We're talking about y'all's hunts, turkey hunts. We're showing, you know, turkeys getting their noggin knocked off with a bow and arrow that Aiden did. And my bear hunt. And what else do we have? We had, you know, Avery on there hunting. We had, I can't remember what all we had on the, the deal. It's just a, my normal, you know, regular seminar deal. We go through some hunts of ours, me and the kids and different stuff. And we get to the bobcat. Easton killed this bobcat several years back. And lip squeak, I talk about the lip squeak and how deadly that is for uh, predators, coyotes, but particularly this bobcat, the little lip squeaking sound, like a little mouse squeaking, and I talk about that. You can just do it with your mouth, just a little. Can y'all do that? Easy. All right, Remy, let me hear your lip squeak. Just like that. You're like you're kissing your mama, right? And so that's that lip squeak. And we show a video where this bobcat comes up to what is it, Easton? Six, seven yards, maybe eight yards from the blind, mm -hmm. just right up in our business. And, and we lip squeak it the whole way across the food plot. Never called, uh, big call or anything, just it popped out. We lip squeak it across, here it comes. And Easton shoots that sucker with a shotgun right in the face at eight yards. And it was just, that sucker is fixing to come to the blind. I mean, he's just doing that mean, sneak, sneaky stalking, you know, like cats do, coming right to us. And it's one of those things, he's, he's tiptoeing in there, sneaking in like he's about to pounce. And I thought, I don't, I don't care nothing about having a, a bobcat jump in this blind with me. And so 
Anyway, he's sitting right there like, like he's about to pounce into the window of the blind, and Easton pops in a goody right in the face with the shotgun. I didn't show that last night's deal. I knew – well, I didn't know, but after talking to my wife and, and consulting with her some time back, we talked about the fact that that's a little too hot for TV at these events. Okay, that's fine if you're just sitting around at camp with your buddies and you're just talking, showing some cat kill, you know, Bob cat killing or whatever. But for a mixed crowd like that – and there was as many women and small children in there as there were men, particularly avid hunters. You know, the, the avid hunters were a pretty small group. They were the least amount of folks there. And here I am, and I've got this bobcat getting killed. Uh, and so I knew better than to show that. So we've in this particular program, it goes to black. It doesn't even show the shot. It shows me lip squeaking this thing all the way up there, and then it goes out. And we cut it before it gets killed. And so we just, you know, kind of tell them, hey, if you want to see that, you can go watch our YouTube channel or whatever. We'll show you that one later. So... I do the courteous thing, the respectful thing. I don't, I don't put that super hot carnage in the film for the seminar. But I just tell her, I said, you know, I know some of y'all, again, I, I think I made another check on the cat lovers. I said, I know some of y'all love these cats. We're not going to show this one. It's too hot for TV. We go on. I think she left, though. Did she not leave? She left before the bobcat. She left before the bobcat. Well, that's good. She didn't hear that part. I think she was, when I gave the disclaimer and, and said, look, you know, these animals are going to be dying and meeting Jesus. You know, I think that's when she, um, you know, I think that's when she checked out. She realized, okay, he's already busted on me being a cat lover, already made a little insulting thing. So I think she went on out and, and did whatever she did and just kind of went out and checked out for the evening. And so whatever, her husband was there, her friends were still there, I think, and uh, good times. So we get in there and we're doing our thing. I shared the deal. All the seminar stuff, showed all my videos. My presentation is, is just that, man. It's not, I'm not a motivational speaker. I don't do all the uh, preaching, you know, the, the, the churchy stuff. I just love to share videos that have been videos that have been some of my highlights over my career as a hunter and special times with my kiddos. I show a video of Mr. Walt. That dude was like 92 years old when he killed his turkey. I took him first turkey, 92 years old, right before he died. One of the most special hunts I've got, and those with my kids. Some of my favorite memories is what this program's about. And then the last video I show is a, a coyote charge and decoy and gets shot. And, and that's my transition. That's where I, I share a word of encouragement to Christian folks that are there. Encourage them to keep their eyes focused on what they need to be. Watching out for the decoys, the, the deception that Satan wants to put in their life. And uh, that's what I do. That's what I use. And that last video is, is that. Man, again, a coyote getting shot right there at five yards with a shotgun just rolled up. And he's charging the decoy when he gets shot. And that's, that's that deception, man. That's what each one of us, and I encourage people with that, is that everybody in the room, each one of us, you boys sitting right here next to me, Satan knows what that decoy is in our life. He knows what he can use in our life to get us distracted, to get our eyes off where they need to be, put them on other things. Satan knows what he can use and what works for you. He knows the perfect decoy for your life and what you will lock in on. And that coyote locked in on that decoy, saw that decoy bobbing around, never took his eyes off of it, never lost focus of it, just trained in on that, never saw us dudes sitting there five yards away hiding next to the tree, never saw that. He was so focused on that decoy, and it cost him his life. And, man, Satan, again, the devil, he's the same way. He wants to destroy you, and he'll use those decoys to distract you and to deceive you. And so the whole point is to be not deceived. Be not deceived. The Bible says that. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You reap what you sow. 
And, and that's right, straight out of the Bible. You reap what you sow. And when you allow your mind to wander, and when you allow your focus to get on other things, evil things, wrong things, maybe they're not even evil things. Maybe they're not wrong things. Even hunting, that's what I shared last night. Hunting can be a decoy. And for me, that's what I have the biggest struggle with, man. I'm always out there wanting to hunt. And it's easy for Satan to say, hey, bro, why don't you chase some bucks? Hey, here's a big one. Here's a bunch of turkeys. Here's a limited ducks. Chase these things. Punch these tags. And don't worry about your family. Don't worry about your uh, career. Don't worry about your kids and your wife and your marriage and all these things. And he wants to get you focused on all these other things that are distractions. And even good things like hunting can be a decoy that Satan used to deceive us. And so anything that he uses to get your eyes off of where they need to be and put them on something where he can come in and derail you and just jack up your life that's a decoy in your life and so watch out for those things be not deceived that was my message last night that's a message i have for today is just to want to encourage each one of us again or folks that are listening to the podcast don't be deceived and so we shared that message great night again i think we had 300 people there maybe and just a full house good times i know they raised a lot of money but we did our deal, and they went back to finishing up some of the prizes and giveaways. And then not. I go out there to the booth. The boys are out there peddling the merch. I go out there and hang out with them. And as they dismissed, here comes this lady. And I thought she kind of looked familiar. And I thought, oh, that's that blonde-headed lady that was sitting right there on that front table. And she comes up and she says, you going to give me some shirts? And I said, oh, I said, what now? You know, I kind of laughed at her. And little, you know, not mocking her. I just said, well, what are you talking about? And she said, you said if we're somebody that would never – ever kill an animal that you had a free shirt for us and i, I jokingly said that at the beginning of the night i, I raised I asked them raise your hands if there's somebody here tonight in this hunting event that says i could never kill an animal to save my life and they raised their hands several of them you know all across the room they raised their hand like i couldn't hunt i said well good we got this shirt for you something's gotta die and we'll get you fixed up get you started on the path to becoming a stone cold hunter well she didn't apparently want to miss out on that opportunity so the cat lover comes up demanding her T-shirts. And she wasn't kidding. She said, I want a shirt, a medium, and I'll take a medium for my friend too because we were both insulted by your cat comments. And she said, I run a cat rescue. And I thought, oh, my Lord, help us. This woman's sitting on the front. That's why she was so mad. That's why she was fired up. That's why she was popping off. She runs a dang animal rescue, cat particularly rescue. She's feeding them, picking them up off the streets, helping them. So nobody like me pops them with a gun out the back door, kicks them off the front porch, whatever it is. She is a cat lover. She's a cat lady. Remy, what kind of cat lady is she? Crazy cat lady. Crazy cat lady. And if she's listening, we love you. And uh, thank God for you and glad you were there last night. It was a good time. And, and I don't want to apologize for uh, anything I said because it was all pretty much straight from the heart. And I do hate cats. But I don't want to offend anybody ever. That's not my intention. We were having fun. Having a big time. I'm sorry our views on cats collide, but I'm glad you're there, and thank God that you were there, and uh, I hope you wore that shirt. She took two something got to die shirts, and although she didn't like the reference on them, she took them. Now, she may have taken them and taken them home and turned them into rags. I don't know, or maybe she's thinking, I'll take these two shirts. That's two less they can sell out there, two less they can peddle their cat hate speech or whatever i don't know what her method was but what did she say about the shirts boys you remember she was saying uh yeah i'll wear them i seriously will wear them because you're like yeah you have to wear them though yeah well, she, she like, said i'll yes. take two mediums i said well if you'll wear them i'll sure give them to you i gave her two free shirts i said if you'll wear them and she said oh i'll wear them but what did she say easton 
She said, I'll wear them, but it won't be an animal dying. Yeah, she said, oh, I'll wear them, but I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to be an animal. Did she say an animal or a cat? She was saying. She said, it ain't going to be an animal dying. And uh, so I don't know where she was going with she was saying, uh, what's going to be dying. But she said, oh, I'll wear them, but it ain't going to be an animal dying. And so I, I, I don't know. Maybe she didn't have anything else what in particular was dying. Maybe she didn't wasn't meaning it that way, but she, she said, I'll wear it. Oh, but she, I don't know what she was. She said, uh, something, something's got to die. It's just not a cat. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So something's got to die. It's just not going to be a cat. So I, I don't know. And uh, maybe she got it. Maybe she realized, yeah, yeah something had to pay the price. Something's got to be sacrificed uh, to be made right. And so who knows, man, but it was awesome. And I, I love opportunities like that. Like I said, that shirt is a conversation starter my gosh it's hot it's controversial it's edgy it's fun i tell people all the time at the end of the night i said man these shirts are back here for sale but listen there's a couple places you can't wear these shirts you can't wear this shirt going to pick your kids up at school okay when you go to public school picking up them kids walk up there to the front of the schoolhouse you can't be wearing something's got a die shirt i also told them about learning the hard way you can't wear this shirt to the airport you don't walk through tsa a uh, line there through security wearing something's got a die shirt. That don't go well ever. Okay, learn some of those things the hard way. I had a guy one time bought a shirt years ago, and he said, man, I'm going to buy one of your shirts, but I won't be wearing it to work tomorrow. And I said, oh, no. I said, what, what do you do? He said, man, I'm a surgeon going into surgery tomorrow. And so I said, oh, yes, sir. You, sir, do not need to be wearing this shirt to work tomorrow. The sheriff was back there in the back of the room. I said, dude, sheriff, I'd love to give you one of these shirts. I said, you can't be wearing that shirt to work. Running patrol, jump out of the car, squad car, running. Something's got to die, a pistol on the side. And so he, he don't need to be wearing one either when he's on the clock. It's a great shirt, though. We sell them on the website. Look it up at huntingroots.com. And remember, man, don't be deceived. Again, that's the point of our message last night to these folks in Gastonia, North Carolina, and everywhere we go. That's, that's the message. That's what we want to share that's the heart shot piece this week is is that don't be deceived god is not mocked and uh you can trick and fool people with the way you live your life you may fool your spouse your kids a preacher at church your friends you may fool them with your life but but god knows your life he knows he will not be mocked you reap what you sow don't be deceived and uh a slick little passage there from galatians and uh, i encourage you to check it out again i encourage you to check out the huntingroots.com website we've got uh, the hunting roots shirts there. We've got send it shirts there. We've got the something's got to die shirts there. We've got hunting roots hoodies. If you're into hoodies, it's hoodie season, man. And great time to get a hunting roots mossy oak camo hoodie. We've got them in green leaf. We've got them in the classic tree stand, mossy oak tree stand camo, the old vintage stuff. They look sharp. And uh, again, a great time just to get those on. Whether you're sitting around the campfire, I've been wearing them. Uh, now we're finally getting some weather cooling off. Been wearing mine in the woods and uh, for bow hunting. So very comfortable and uh, killer looks, Hunting Roots hoodie. So be sure to check those out. Boys, what about it? Do we have a big time in North Carolina and South Carolina? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Made some great friends. Again, a big thanks to Jason Mitchell. And I want to encourage you guys to check out Cross Trail Outfitters. Just do a Google search. I don't even know what the website, if it's .org, what it is. But Cross Trail Outfitters, check it out, CTO. Awesome dudes. If you're in the Gastonia area, look up Jason Mitchell on Facebook and find him and, man, support his calls. We're going to hopefully have him on later in the week and do a round two discussion with him. Awesome guy. Again, Jeff Bryant, Nicole, 
awesome couple, got a fresh new baby. They just had this baby. I think it's four months old. Little baby boy after praying for a child for, I think, nine years, they get this little baby. Four-month-old boy, cute as can be. I don't say that about a lot of babies because I think a lot of babies are honestly creepy looking. They look like this creepy old man, and everybody's like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, no, he's not. He's just a little sack of wrinkles and, and squirt. I mean, just blowing out the backside of his diaper. He ain't cute. Nothing about him's cute. Look like a little creepy old man in a baby body. But this baby right here was straight up cute. What, they, what was the name, Micah? I think so. Micah, I think they named him so. Awesome deal. Jeff and Nicole, thank you all for opening up your home. We had a big time hanging out with you. Our new favorite spot for the boys to crash. And uh, Mr. Greg, thanks again for taking us to the woods. It was just a great, great morning. We'll be back. We're going to chase deer, hopefully set up a turkey camp for the spring. And so, boys, Easton, Remy, I love you all. Thank you all for hanging out with me. And uh, you didn't have much choice since we're actually going down the road. Uh, but it's been good conversation. And, uh, again, folks, I appreciate y'all's time. I always appreciate you hanging out with us and being a part of the journey each week for the Hunting Roots podcast, particularly this heart shot segment. Uh, again, I hope it's an encouragement to you in your journey in life and, and something that would just motivate you, equip you for that journey. So be sure you share the word. Spread the word, man. Tell your friends about it. If you haven't done so already, tell your family. And uh, tell them to listen this week to the heart shot segment. The Hunting Roots Podcast is going to be following, and uh, just follow along each week. Also, if you've not done so already, be sure to give us a rating, write us a review. You can go right there to where you listen to uh, this podcast, and, and again, write us a review there, leave us a rating. A five-star rating would be great as we continue to get this thing rolling, spreading the word, getting it out there. The Hunting Roots Podcast, we look forward to seeing you back right here next week. Shoot straight. God bless. <laughs>